56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Welcome to Picking in the Game with Dermy Jose. I'm Dermy Dove. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, president of the Ryan Day for Office Club, Mr. Jose Ruiz. What's going on, man? What's going on, Dermy? I'm I'm laughing, right? Because we've been talking for like 15 minutes before this show even started. And I didn't say a word about the game, but I knew this was coming. So I, I, I got to take it, dude. I was coming at you on, on Twitter and Instagram. So I, if I'm dishing it, I got to take it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be president of that fan club any any much longer. Oh, yeah, you sure. are, man. You've been you've been tuning it. So, you know, for everyone, uh, you know, this when we're recording it, this episode, this past weekend was rivalry week. And, you know, the, the biggest rivalries, what, you know, college football happened and, you know, if you can check our archives, we've talked we had an episode about Ohio State and Michigan. Today we're going to be talking about the Iron Bowl, that history, and a specific great game. But um, if you listened, you know, Jose's an Ohio State fan. I'm a Michigan fan, and I'm proud to say in the history of this podcast, yes. the Ohio State Buckeyes have never, ever beaten the Michigan Wolverines. And um, Eesh, I didn't I'm even just, think about that. Oh yeah, I, you know who I stat was for is for your son Andrew because last year <laughs> yeah. we had an episode after this after the game. And you talk about Andrew said he never saw Michigan beat Ohio State at Ohio State, and I'm like, oh, history's changing, and history's changing for your son too. His whole high school career going to be Ohio State losses, just yeah. in his career. So yeah, it is. He's a senior. He's done. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but that's I don't think that's going to be long. I think your boy's gone. I think I think Harbaugh's gone after this year, but well, we'll see. Well, I hope he's gone. Like <laughs> he, yeah, he needs yeah, to go. Root, he needs to go for that. Mm-hmm. He needs to go. I mean, it was a good game, man. Um, Finally, it's been so long since we had a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'm going to take it. Um, yeah. No, it was a good game, man. I was at work, man. I, and the thing is, I've been wanting to like watch these with you, but. I mean, a lot. This we didn't watch. We haven't watched any of them either, right? Damn, that's weird. We watched. No, we no, watched we the game watched, last year. Yeah, we did watch that one last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year I mean, I was working, so I couldn't. I couldn't hang out. But yeah, it was a good game, man. But uh, I don't know, man. Ryan Day, man, he's got a. You don't beat Michigan. You ain't staying long, man. So and and he's been. He's had a great career at Ohio State, except. He can't be Michigan, so mm-hmm. John that, Cooper Jr. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. His only losses come to like top five teams, but he can't do that, man. So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. McCoy, I'm not a big fan of his, even though he's from St. Joe's Prep. But yeah, he looked scared out there, and he and Dave was coaching scared, you know. So they had a couple opportunities there to go for it on fourth down, and he didn't do it. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. So all good. I, I shout out to Michigan, man. Congratulations. I saw this um 
I don't know if you saw it, Demi. Um, a friend of mine sent it to me. It was Eddie George lost a bet, I guess, and he had a Michigan jersey on. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was like, ah, that pained me right there, man. But it was beautiful. I get it. I get no. it. It and it, it's great to talk about because um, you know, we're not from these areas, right? right. Ohio State, Michigan. We're not from State Alabama, but uh. Outside, which I think is really cool, there's only a few games that outside of like a Philadelphia team, that's where we're from, where I get that same anxiety. And right. Ohio State, Michigan's top of that list. And um, that's the level of rivalry that it has in lore. And I think the Iron Bowl, and so we've talked about Ohio State, Michigan, but looking at the Iron Bowl, that kind of has, it, you know, there's some key rivalry. There's a lot of rivalries in college football, but yeah. there's those Mount Rushmores. And I think the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn is on the Mount Rushmore of like top rivalries in college football. Uh, yeah, 100%, man. And it's it's maybe even more intense compared to like Michigan, Ohio State, when it comes to like fan bases and stuff like that. And and they're so close together, man, in Alabama, man, they're like 60, it's like 60 miles apart or something like that. It's it's something crazy close, man. And, you know, just, you know, if looking at the history of this rivalry, man, like it's, it's just, it's what college sports is all about, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I have a friend of mine, I was watching a game at work and, um, you know, and, you know, we were talking about college sports and I, he was not like, he's not a big fan of you know, college sports. And I'm like, dude, man, you're missing out, man. Like this, there's nothing better to me than this, man. Like these types of games. And we got to go to one of those games too there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but like these type of games like that, hundred thousand people in the, in the stadium, man, I, I, I know, you know, I was watching, um, I was watching the highlights and I was being out to watching the highlights and he was like, man, that stadium is huge. I was like, you're talking about Michigan. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, that's how these college stadiums are man they pack them in there man and they're crazy and that's again like watching these games and like you mentioned we're not from those areas you know um but it don't matter like i i feel it man you can feel that that intensity through the tv and that that's why you know very early on when i was young man these games got me and got me right away and there's so many games like this but these Alabama and Auburn, man, like that's, again, like you mentioned, that's a game where it was right after the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I was like, I got to make sure to watch this too. And it did not disappoint either. It was a classic, and that's the thing. It's, you know, 10 years after the kick six game, we get another classic at at Jordan-Hare, and it was, you know, a fourth down conversion that, you know, unbelievable game. So, I mean, I think it's just fitting. When this episode drops, it'll be the 10-year anniversary of the kick six, and, Ten years later, we get to me um, the second best game in my lifetime in that that rivalry's history. You know, I, I think it's even it's over the Cam comeback game in 2010. I think this what we had last Saturday was unbelievable. Yeah, it's it just it was just a perfect setup, and it, it just got me even more excited to do this episode, Jeremy. And yeah, the 2010 Cam that was that was probably my top one, other than this pick six, and then. Saturday happened and I was like, wow, like that that game was nuts, man. And and the beauty, the beauty of it too, like, yeah, like you, you know, like NFL teams or you know, whatever sport, like there's there's that love there, man. But when you're when this is like your school and you're representing that and you like when these games end and they panted like the crowd and like the fans reaction, there's like emotion, emotion, emotion happening, man. Like, and it's it's there's some of the best shots you ever see, you know, like these students crying and all this stuff, man. It's, it's just great stuff. And that game was the classic. But again, like 
this 2013 all Iron Bowl was was one for the one for the history books for sure, like as one of the best college games of all time. I wanted to ask you that, so I I think with this game in 2013 Iron Bowls, a big couple big questions is where do you rank is this play the kick six as far as greatest plays in college football history, and where do you rank this game? Um, I thought it was cool getting ready for this episode, looking back at uh, you know. And I do miss, you know, Vern Lundquist on yeah, the me too. CBS and SEC games. But Vern Lundquist, an amazing broadcasting career. Uh, and and he he did so many of these SEC games. He did the Leitner game. We've done a couple yeah. episodes on that. Check the archive. Check them. You know, he did the, you know, that the Cowboys, Super Bowl 13, with, you know, Jackie. In the back of the end zone. Jackie Smith, oh, yeah. You know, just <laughs> unbelievable. And just, you got to be the sickest man. Of the Bless man. his like, heart. Bless his yeah, heart. Yeah, it's just, you know, so many masters. He said his greatest moment, the best game he's done in his career was the 2013 Iron Bowl, which is a big statement right. for a broadcasting career like him. And, I mean, that fourth quarter of this game, and we're going to rewatch that, yep. is just absolutely unbelievable. And, and it's one of those things I remember – where I was completely where I watched that game. Yep. You know, I know exactly where because I was doing the same thing for Auburn two weeks earlier. Yeah. You know, when they had that game against Georgia. Georgia. So I think yep. that's what's important, Jose, is the 2013 Auburn Tigers, their story is incredible because not only the season, the comeback season, but they had not one but two instant classic games. Yeah, and if you're not familiar, it was, again, like Jeremy mentioned, it was against Georgia. And, you know, I'm trying to remember, it was like 4th and 18, I think it was. It was, yeah. It was 4th and 18, and Nick Marshall just threw a bomb, and it was two defenders there, two Georgia defenders there. They tipped the ball. I can't remember the wide receiver who caught it, but. Um, oh, Ricardo was, Lewis. Lewis, yeah, I thought it was Coates. But, um, yeah, Ricardo Lewis catches it, runs it in for the game-winning touchdown, and it, it was just. Here's your ball game. Nick Marshall stands in, steps up, going to throw downfield, just a home run ball, and uh, it is tipped off. And Lewis caught it on the deflection. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Lewis is going to score. Touchdown, Auburn. Touchdown, Auburn. A miracle at Jordan Hare. A miracle at Jordan Hare. 73 yards. And the Tigers with 25 seconds to go. Lead 43. That, it, that place went crazy, man. And. Again, like you thought, damn, like wow, like that's this team, it's a Cinderella team, even though they were highly ranked. But you know, it's just like a similar run of story. They can't get any better than that. And then two weeks later, like you mentioned, the Iron Bowl comes, and it's it's just another incredible finish. And and again, probably one of the best finishes I've ever seen in college sports. No, uh, that that what stinks. I feel for this past decade is. When that game happened, I thought, wow, this is an this is one of the greatest games of all time. Auburn has it. I thought this is an all-time game for Vern Lundquist, uh, Auburn's broadcaster, you know, um, yeah. Rod Rod Bramblett. You know, he had a great call for that prayer at Jordan Hare, and I go, that's the call of a lifetime. Two weeks later, that game gets erased. No one talks about the prayer at Jordan Hare, which is one of the great games of all time, too, Jose. That's how crazy the kick six was. Yeah, no, it's it was two unbelievable finishes, man. Like, and again, if that if this Iron Bowl doesn't never happens again, like you like you mentioned, that that Georgia game gets talked about a whole lot more. And 
again, it was just an incredible season for Auburn, man. I think when they came into this Iron Bowl in 2013, they were like ranked fourth and Alabama was ranked number one and they were coming in and they were, they were Alabama, you know what I mean? Like they were in the middle of like this incredible run and we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, this, this finish, man, is, it was incredible, incredible. And I think it's, it's huge to say that, you know, what's impressive about the 2013 Auburn Tigers is of course, these two amazing finishes that lead to, you know, them getting to the SEC championship game, winning that. And then they, losing the BCS title game to Florida State. Right. But to go from that where the year before the 2012 Auburn Tigers go winless in the SEC. So to go from winless and in one year you're the SEC champs, one of the great turnarounds in college football history. Yeah, and that's not and, – and Auburn is not accustomed to that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not – you know, I, we'll get into like this small history. Well, not small history. We'll get into this rivalry like in a minute. But you know, like I don't put Auburn with Alabama, obviously, right? In terms of like, like the greatness of the program throughout history, college football history. But you know, Auburn's definitely been been up there, man. Like it always ranked, and for the last that I can remember, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they've missed a few years, but they were always up there in the top teams in the SEC and. For them to go winless, man, like I, I remember seeing um, that twenty twelve. I was like, man, like that's that's incredible, man. Like that 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 type of program, like I can't even remember that happening to another big program like that, and that I can remember in a long time, you know. But again, they and it was an incredible turnaround, and that's why like making that twenty thirteen season that like that's so special. It's because of that bounce back, right? Like that like worst to first type of thing, like. You know, you have that you have that dramatic of a turnaround plus these type of finishes. You're like, ah, oh, this team is destined to win it all. Well, you know, it's bit because Gene Chizik got fired after 2012, and two years earlier, he's you know they're national champs. So yeah. to go from national champs to then two years later, you're winless in the conference. That that's an incredible fall. Yeah, to drop that far. But then, you know, Gus Malzahn becomes he's a he was the old coordinator on the national title team. Yep. They bring him back. This is his first year as the head coach of Auburn. And, you know, a team that is not really loaded though with future pros right. that we know, you know, on this twenty thirteen team as compared to Alabama, who yeah. they're defending champs. They've won three of the previous four national titles. And Jose, they're really in the middle at this point of a historic run that you could put up there with, you know, UConn women's basketball, John Wooden, UCLA, and that's just college. We can look at also this Patriot dynasty. It's yeah. one of the great runs in any level of sports ever. These, you know, pretty much the, I'll say it started in 09, but the 2010s that yeah. run for Alabama has just been unbelievable. Yeah. It's yeah. I can, I, I remember like when I was young, like that, University of Miami run with like Gino Toretta and like that was like the end of that run but and I remember watching them and I was like man like this is like unbelievable like type of college sports man college football and you know I, I'm trying to think of like another one that's even close to that you know you got the Tim Tebow like you know that run in Florida but this is something like completely different even like in 2013 I think their average margin of victory was like 40 something points 45 maybe something like that like it was something ridiculous man and um yeah this Nick Saban and this 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 dynasty that's still going you know what I mean like they're still 2023 they're still you know a top 10 team and 
and this is a down year. They're like eighth, <laughs> ranked eighth, you know, in, in this year. So, yeah, I mean, just think about all the talent, not only like win losses and national championships. Obviously, that's that's very important. But just think about all the talent that came out of that that program, man, like all the first round picks and all, all these great players that are in the NFL today it, that come from Alabama, man, like it's it's very, very, very impressive what what they've done there and still continue to do. No, absolutely. And that's where you're looking at it. Despite that it's number one and number four going into this game and Alabama on the road, they're still like a double digit un, a favorite in this game. Yeah, it was like and 10 points just, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's, you know, for a rivalry game like that and you're on the road and you're still a double digit favorite. That just shows you what everyone thought about Alabama and rightfully so. It's a run of ex, uh, excellence that is just uncanny, you know, yeah. like. You brought up my, and I think that would be the closest for like a because you know Tim Tebow's run. They they, if you want to count it a little bit, even though he was like the backup, that's two national titles. Yeah. Nebraska is two. Uh, Pete Carroll had two that USC Trojan run. Bobby Bowden in the nineties, still two. Yep. You know Miami winds up getting like you know over that span. You know the what five national titles in that yeah. span or four. So um, you have to look at that's the closest, but and you're right, Alabama is still going because they they still can get to the Final Four yeah. this year technically if they they beat win, Georgia, yeah, yeah, in the SEC championship game, then that'll probably guarantee them another trip to the playoff. So um, when you look at it, though, what sticks out to you about this incredible run? Nick Saban had because he had one in LSU. We knew he was a good right, coach. Right. Didn't stay long in Miami, but showed some like he could coach. I mean, I don't think anyone saw everyone. I think everyone when he got hired back in what, 07 to Alabama, it was like, uh oh, Alabama's going to be better. Yeah. No one could have pictured this. No, no, no. Even in Michigan State, he was like a good coach. Like he had Michigan State playing mm-hmm. well. So, you know, like, no, I, I knew they were going to be good. Like, not this good, obviously, but. We saw what he did at LSU. We knew he could recruit. We knew he was a good coach, we, especially defensively. He was a really good coach. And, you know, you knew immediately that Alabama, in a couple years, was going to be one of the top programs in the country. But, man, like, can this dude recruit, man? Like, it's it's unbelievable, man. And, again, like, I just keep going to that. Like, just the amount of NFL, like, stars, not even, like, just players, just, like, some of the top guys in the league that you think about throughout, again, for you, let's just say 2010, right, and on. Like, it's just most of, the, most of these guys probably come from Alabama, man. Like, and then you can, like, you know, you have some schools that, like, like LSU or something. They're, like, you know, like, cornerback you. And then you have, like, these other schools that, like, claim, like, Alabama is just everything you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> e- even in this 2013 game, like, if you look at just some of those, like, rooms that they have and we were talking about it earlier like you know even that's running back room they have tj yeldon's the starter you know he ran for like 1200 yards that year 1235 but he was a starter yeah. he was a good nfl player for a little bit there then you got Kenyon drake then you got a freshman waiting in derrick henry like it, it's mm-hmm. just unbelievable man and you got amari cooper as your wide receiver but you also had i was mentioning to you earlier like julio jones and all these wide receivers that come that came from this program and that are playing in the NFL, Waddle, Devontae Smith, like all these guys, man, that that I'm forgetting probably like four 
all pros. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how good they are. And that's just on offense, right? And then if you look at, you know, again, this is just the 2013 season. You know, if you look defensively, that's what they're really like. Yeah, you see like a Jonathan Allen, you right. see Landon Collins, C.J. Mosley, Eddie Ruben Jackson, Foster, even Eddie Jackson, Clinton Dix, right? Yeah, that safety room, that that DB room was, was just lights out, man. You know, and again, like it's just they come in waves, right? Like you know, these freshman classes are would start in most of, most most programs, you know. So for me, it's just. You know, uh, just I guess long-winded answer to your question is just more of like the talent that just came through this program, man. Like, and I know nowadays it's going to be different because of like the transfer portal and guys can, you know, these freshmen can they, they can just go somewhere else. They could have went and started somewhere else, and that's I think that's going to be the big difference. And I think that's why Alabama has dipped a little bit, but he's still going to be able to recruit top players, and they're going to be able to go to Alabama and be really good. So no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that sets up what this game is, you know, building up to Alabama's looking to get a three-peat at the time. And, you know, which would have been like, whoa, I remember there's always trying to see who can get that. Nebraska couldn't get it in the 90s. Uh, USC couldn't get in the 2000s. And people were looking at, can Alabama get that and already put the icing on the cake as like, this is the greatest team ever. And it looked like they were on their way. It you know. really did. It really did. So I think, Jose, what gets me, you know, we go right to this game here when I look at, like, the first half, and we're going to recap, like, rewatch the fourth, but I, is the energy that you can see when you're watching it early on, but just, like, that wave of, like, Auburn jumps out early, but then that second quarter, yeah, that 21-point Alabama second quarter, and there's that avalanche just coming down Auburn. Like at that point, I kind of thought for me, like in the moment, and then even when you watch it, you know what happens. It's just like, you got to go, uh oh, like this yeah. team's too good and they're pouring it on. Like, you know, this might be an early Iron Bowl. Like we might go out and do something on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, like looking at this, this first half, like this should have been not a close game. You know what I mean? Like, cause there was a lot of mistakes and Alabama left a lot of points on the field. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll talk about it when we're watching it in the fourth quarter, especially on special teams. Like they, a lot of missed field goals, you know, it, it was just, they left a lot of points on the, on the board, you know, drop passes, things like that, where they could have put up more points and they didn't. And, you know, again, watching this game, I remember watching it. It felt like Auburn wasn't even like a ranked team when I'm thinking about like, who they were playing and how good Alabama was. And it's like, no, like they were, they were a good team as well. And they were Alabama, let them, they, they let them hang around. You know what I mean? Like, and then you talked about that second quarter, those adjustments and you know how they were taking off. I, I give Auburn a lot of credit, man. Cause a lot of teams and it, that happened that year, you know what I mean? Like a lot of teams mm-hmm. folded under that Alabama pressure and they did not. And I give Nick Marshall, Tons of credit for that man. That's a, uh, he was a bad dude, and he he was he had a great game. So, yeah, I, I after that second, I thought it was over, but Auburn hung around for sure. And I think also, you know, to look at it, what we'll see throughout the game is the missed field goals right. that were really happening in in this game for Alabama. And I think that's just. Um, I always laugh because Nick say, I mean, we cut, we should have always known he's one. A lot of times, I don't know, Jose, like a lot of 
the coach is like, this guy got me here. So if they're playing garbage yeah. in that game, they're gonna uh, they're gonna go with him. Nick Saban's just like, if you break his trust, you're, you're on that bench. You're, you're on that bench. You're done. You're not getting it done. He's he's gonna bench you. And and I just remember this game for Alabama's kicker. It it was just like yeah, it's brutal. He just looked like confidence was shot. And he had a good year. You know what I mean? Like it, it is not like he was just some. You know, some kicker who came in, he was struggling. He had a solid season. And, um, yeah, it was, was it, Cade Foster or something like that? Cade Foster, yeah. He had a nice year, and he just had a terrible game. You know, he missed three field goals. And, you know, come the fourth quarter, and, you know, the obviously most important field goal, he pulled them. You know, he pulled them and brought a freshman in. and we Adam all, Griffith. Yeah, we all looked at TV, and it was just more of like, you know, sometimes these great, amazing coaches can like outsmart themselves. You know, and and I think that was in not to say Foster was going to come in and nail a fifty-seven yarder, but he was making shit like this game. Like he he was missing everything, and he was missing badly too. And I was I was re when we were rewatching this, and even his like mechanics were like like he just looked weird the way he was like stepping into the field goal. He was like it was weird, man. I don't know what was going on with him, but again, these games. These big time rival games, like they, they test your metal, man, for sure. And you see a lot of careers, you know, a lot of big names, like a, a lot of players make their names in these games, and and some players fold on the pressure. And you know, the kicker, the kicker position is a prime suspect on this game for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So what, what, I, and I think that's the key with the way you said it, which was Alabama kind of let. Auburn hang around. I I wasn't so much impressed. I mean, Auburn showed like resolve, but it was more like for especially if you were people can remember how Alabama was at that time. Yeah. It was like, why don't you just put these guys? You're getting these big play. You should put them away. But they kept kind of letting Auburn hang in there. And I, and I feel like the field goals were huge, not just because of the missed points, but it kind of was like when those kicks were missed, it was kind of like ah. Like yeah. you feel everyone kind of like they weren't showing that mental toughness. All right, let's go back at it. It was like, uh, dude, here we go. Yeah, no, and it, but it it also like to your point, it gives you that confidence. Like, all right, we're still in this. Like, we're still in this. We'll still we're still in this. And and they and they were, you know. And then again, Nick Marshall made a few big plays, and you know they put points on the board. And next thing you know, it's you know it's a close game. You know what I mean? Like, and they have an opportunity or one play away from taking the lead, things like that. And it's just, man, like watching this game going into halftime in the third quarter, you're like, man, Auburn now, like you're starting to believe that they have a shot here to, to, you know, have this great, great comeback and not even a comeback, but because after that second quarter, but just they had this huge victory against this juggernaut. And I'm starting to believe it. I I knew that. So, yeah. and I think the key for me was they let when they let Trey Mason get that big run at the end. Yeah. And they were able to uh, you know, have him then run it in and make it 21-14. That was key. Where I just feel like if you could even hold him to a field goal, yeah, 21-10, I feel like, in my opinion, they don't make that comeback. But the fact right. that they were able to get that touchdown and getting the ball back in the second half, that and especially was done by running the football. You didn't run on those Nick Saban teams. Nah. You know, so I think that's what was key. Like, they gave up some big yards, like big runs. He had a 40-yard run on that drive. And I felt like something about it's so funny because just, like, it's that little difference where I'm like, man, 
It's still a double-digit lead. Even with a touchdown, they get in the second half to start. They're still behind. But when they gave up those, you know, made it 21-14, it was like, you left them, you let them in there too long here. Yeah. Like, that's that's a mistake. And that's why I love these games, Jeremy, man. And I, I'm sure you do too. It's like, this, this, this game was different, right? This was like the second time, I think, that both teams were ranking the top five in the Iron Bowl. Um, but... Like in these games, when they, some teams don't even are not even ranked, you know what I mean. Plus, they just they just show up for these games, man. And and again, like this felt like that. Again, Auburn was fourth, ranked fourth, but to me, it it felt like an unranked team was like hanging around. And and, and again, they weren't. They were a really good team, but when you compare them to like an Alabama, it's just no no. It's a huge difference. Such a huge difference, man. And, and I think to connect it, I get. I'll say for me, it's how I felt then. But even now, Georgia, I mean, it, that's a big – that's probably Auburn's second biggest rivalry is right. that Auburn-Georgia game, right? Right. So it's a big, that's a big rivalry game too. But Georgia was kind of like – they were in the top 25, and they were a little disappointing that year. They weren't like a national title contender. And I think the fact that you won on that miracle, that prayer at Jordan Air, where it was – I don't know, honestly, why Nick Marshall even threw that ball. right. Right. With three Georgia defenders around one receiver, but like it worked out for me. It was kind of like, to your point, an unranked team, because I'm like, you really shouldn't be in this spot. You should have yeah. lost to Georgia. Like you, you won, you had a crazy play, but I'm just like, yeah, if you, if that ball doesn't get tipped, this game doesn't have half the gravitas anymore. So I'm just like, right. That's why I'm like, nah, this team isn't that good. Like we kind of, they're fourth. Yeah, but they really shouldn't be there because Georgia really should have got them. Right. It, it. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt like they should not be on. They should not be playing this game. You know, I mean, it's the Iron Bowl. They're going to play it, but you know, it, it just they shouldn't have been on the field with Alabama, but they were. And again, all those miscues in the first half kept them in the game and gave them that shot, and they would come up with a big play again. Um, Nick Marshall had, like had that huge run in I think in the first half he scored that touchdown I think it was the first touchdown of the game and it's just like plays like that that you know gave them constant momentum man and again they're home and that they're feeding off the crowd and you can't do that when you're like the more when you're the better team you know what I mean like you can't let these teams hang around like that and Alabama made that mistake and obviously we know what happens yeah yeah and I think that it's key because you see it in Ohio State, Michigan games, Auburn, right. Alabama games. If you're a lot of these guys are from the area, like who go to these schools, so they know. But in these kind of games like that, on that level, if you're not from the area, when you get there, that's yeah. you're you know as soon as you arrive on campus, like how important this game is, and you better not. And I think that's just what's cool about it is, right. and to your point, why like. Nerves play a, a big factor. Hey, these are young men, 18 to 22. But also, you're hearing that all throughout the year. I, it don't matter if we don't win right. any other game. You got to beat Auburn. Don't matter if we don't win another game. You got to beat Alabama. Like, you're hearing those things. You know, Charles Barkley went to Auburn. He always says it. If Alabama played Afghanistan, I'd, I'd root for Afghanistan. Like, we always hear, like, he yeah. says crap like that. So, it's like, they, he means it, you know? So, it's um, it's that kind of level. And I think, to your point, that's where you see, like, the, the pressure kind of getting to some young men sometimes because it's like, 
you're hearing about it all game long, and then you're in an atmosphere, and all these SEC schools are just crazy atmospheres, but when you're watching that game, especially that year, that was a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely, and even to add to this point, Jeremy, yeah, the pressure gets to these young men. It also gets to these coaches, and we, we we opened up the show, you know, talking about Ryan Day and not having the ability to beat Michigan in the last three years. That's that starts to weigh on you, man. And I felt like not to bring him back to that game, but this year but do. I felt like he coached scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was conservative and he had, again, a couple opportunities to go for like a fourth and two middle of the field, decided to punt. And I just feel like when you start to feel that pressure, cause you do in these schools, you're absolutely right. Players, coaches, ADs, like everybody, they you you feel the pressure when it comes to these when these games, man. And I think coaches start to feel that too, man. And it, and it's just like if I lose this game, this is the game that all the boosters come to talk about. These this is the game that all the fans talk about. It, it's just it, this is this is the game of the year. And you're right. I think it was Mark Ingram. He was talking about. He was like, man, we can both be 0 and 11. But if we beat Auburn, it was a successful season. And that and that just tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah, and I think sadly, sometimes to not to honestly not but to connect it, I think that's where Ryan Day made a mistake. Right. I think and I think you can be at Auburn, Alabama make that mistake, which is you 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 can know that that rivalry is big, but you have to recruit and coach for the bigger trophy. Right. And I feel sometimes people do look across and like, if I'm better than Alabama, I'm better than Auburn, okay. Or I'm better than Michigan or better than Ohio State, okay. And I think, you know, we look at Alabama in 2013, Auburn talent-wise was nowhere near them, but you let them right. stay in the game. I can admit, as a Michigan fan, I feel the past three years, Ohio State's had better teams than Michigan, like on paper, all three years going into it, especially the last two. But when you're coaching, like, I'm playing, I'm getting my season ready for the championship of this rivalry and not the national championship, you recruit differently and you coach differently. And I think that's what happened this year with these rivalry games, and that's what's happened in this kick six game. Right. And I, I remember when I was a kid, when we were growing up, when we were growing up, it's like even Bobby Bowden, right, the great Bobby Bowden, rest in peace, right, like, you know, Florida State and Miami, was huge when I was growing up, right? And when you, when we were both growing up, right? It was such a, such a huge game. And, you know, all those losses to Miami, right? That's all they talked about was Bobby Bowden losing to Miami. Wide right, wide right, right? Like, that's all they kept talking about. And even that one game, I can't remember the year, but when they kicked another field goal and went wide right again, and he was standing in the middle of the field, with, like, he was in shock. And that just goes to show you for a Hall of Fame coach, like even guys like that feel that pressure that they need to beat these teams, man. And I can't imagine that pressure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I know Nick Saban has been in Alabama for forever. And I think he, he's probably like a little bit above that, you know, but to the, to right now anyway, cause all the success he's had, but I, I'd be curious right there. I mean, like all the success he's had, say he had a losing record against Auburn. Like, you know what I mean? Like what would that fan base really, how they would feel about him? Would it matter? Or I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just stuff like that is always, I'm always curious on. Oh, I think so. I think it's really weird where 
you know, we made we mentioned Ryan Day, we mentioned John Cooper. Yeah, they had they've had really good careers, <laughs> tons of success, man. Well, a lot of Ryan Day's had a lot of success, and the fact that we're talking about maybe I think it's ludicrous, but like in a way, it, it makes it the you have to uh, omit the logic when it comes to these rivalries, right? Good it makes sense that they're going to talk about him being fired, but really, it shouldn't make any sense because. They're a missed, even despite losing a game in 2022 to Michigan, they're a missed field goal, in my opinion, from being national champs. Right. Like, he was that close to having his national champs, and people were talking about him getting fired. And you're right. I do think, let's be real, there's three games that I've heard Alabama fans talk about that, like, and they've had all the success, but daggone, and it's, the two Auburn losses, one the Cam, this yep. game, and the, the Johnny football loss. Yep. Like the all, Alabama fans still mention those games. And it's like, you have seven titles. <laughs> like, come on. Like, yeah. But they still get mentioned, like, about like if we just could have beat Johnny football that day. And it's like, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you know, like they you, beat him this you, year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they barely, yeah. almost they almost lost to him, but they beat him, I think, the second game of the year, like 48 and 46, something crazy like that. But yeah, man, and again, like that just that just goes to show. That's why I was saying, like, we gotta go. I would I need to experience one of these games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just I've been to Penn State, but that's not down south though. But right, right. Like, you know, even Ohio State, Michigan, like I, I have to experience that in my life. Like it's just and I know down yeah. south is different, but you know, football in Ohio is big. Like, football in Pennsylvania is big. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's certain areas. state was incredible, yeah. Yeah, there's certain areas of the country where it's football in Texas, right? Like, it's certain areas where it's just, it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially college ball. Like, we're not even talking pros. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about, like, college football. It, it's just, oh, yeah. it's a different thing, and it's it's bigger than the pros. You know what I mean? Like, for some of these states and some of these areas in those states. So, Again, like it's just you have to experience it, man. And I, I can't imagine the pressure, like again, all these players and coaches go through when it comes to these games. No, it it it, it makes or breaks legacies. It makes or right. breaks your career, and no one wants to hear it. You know, no one. Right. You, you got to win those games. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. So, um, I think it's interesting though that we can even looking into the third quarter of this game, um. Alabama under Saban at the up to this point it's crazy stat. had a record of 73 and 3 when leading at the half. That's insane, dude. And it, so think, think about all those big games they played. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all those SEC games like there were some and this is like in this is the height of the SEC in my opinion like this oh, for is, sure. You know what I mean? Like this is like Florida is still pretty good. I know Tennessee at this point I fell off a little bit, but all these now Georgia the, was Georgia, competing. Georgia was coming. Texas AM was there. Like LSU. Right. LSU was good. Yep. So it's like these this this SEC was like in the midst of like its dominance. You know what I mean? Like and, and the continued dominance. We just talked about Georgia was coming, you know, with was smart leaving Alabama soon and going to Georgia and it's just and building what he's built now, you know what I mean? Like all those schools coming to the SEC, like, you know, and those smaller schools, now they're smaller schools like the Floridas and Tennessees. Like now they're starting to come back and it's just, man, like there's so much talent in this division. Like it's, it's insane. But to think about that stat, like against all those teams, it's 
it just speaks to this run that you were that you were talking about this all time all time great sports dynasty. Well, and to, and to also link up with what you just said, he has that stat when, and he's doing all this at Alabama when. I don't know. You can say a conference in any sport in college sports right. has had a run the way the SEC has had the past seventeen years, and it's still going. It's not done, right? But the past like seven, I'll say from about two thousand six to present day, for Nick Saban, and and you know, and now we can even say what Kirby Smart in Georgia, what he's doing. So you got to look at him too. And Urban Meyer had a little bit of a run, but what they're doing, what Nick Saban did. In this 17-year and counting, that dominance in, you know, USC, to be fair, the Pac-10 at the time, they they weren't getting any contenders, really. They were going to win the Pac-10. You knew that, you know. Miami back in the day, the Big East, you know, they were going to win the Big East. Like, uh, Nebraska had a little bit. Actually, I don't even think so. The Big 12, I think Nebraska with Tom Osborne, those runs. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. You knew it They was. were going to win that. Right. So the fact that, like, we didn't know, as this game showed, he had a tough time just winning his conference division. Winning the SEC West was really tough. As this game, the battle for the West was on the line. Yep. So it's like every year it was like, man, he should, but one loss he can now not be in first place for to win his division in the SEC. That's the pressure Nick Saban has and is presently still going through each and every year, which is like my division in my conference isn't a lock. Right. And 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 just think about these schools that are now coming over there, Texas and the world, like all these other schools coming into the SEC. Cause why? Because they know one, they'll get all the best players, they'll be on television all the time. All the best coaches are over there. Like it's just, it's just an amazing conference, man. Like I remember, I used to work with this guy. He was like an older guy, and he would just say to me, like we would talk college sports and stuff. And he's like, man, Saturdays I just watch SEC football like all day. He was like, and I'm good for the weekend, you know. And I was like, man, like and at that point, we're talking like 2008, 2009. You know what I mean? Like, and they're not even in there, like power power run that they they've been on you know so i think like and one thing you mentioned too that i'll touch on real quick but i think like in this time like no conference has even like caught up you know what i'm saying like the big 10 like try like you know you got ohio state you got michigan and that's about it you know what i mean like and it's just like you talked about the pac 12 at this point now now they had a really good season this year but even that, like you, they're they're not comparing to the Georgias and things like that of the world. So, you know, um, it, it's just an incredible run. And I, I you, we've mentioned the Pac-10 from before Pac-12. Rest in peace to the Pac-12. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, you know, I know we're 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 here to talk about the Iron Bowl, but I I, I have to say that like it's like me and you always talk about it, Jeremy, off camera, off camera, off the show, whatever. Like how many times growing up and to this day. You know, we'll watch some great college football during the day and then watch Oregon, Oregon State, you know, at 10 o'clock at night on ESPN and, and just kind of like just wrap up the day like that, man. And it's just it's a shame it happened to that conference, man. And having its best year in a long, long time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's it's I mean, college football is definitely changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I just wanted to say that, too, because you did bring it up. I told I wanted to mention it. And I forgot. So I appreciate you bringing the pack. 12 up but yeah yeah no for sure it, it's um 
it's, it's a different landscape and, and that's where it's you know maybe this will be the final year we'll see what's going to happen but of like the sec as we really kind of i think the sec it, made this happen to be honest like yeah yeah i think i think that's a good point i i think that's part of it the big part is just money right right and just greed and just it's being like but it's just being like you know what we we don't even need to you know, have the conference schedule and pay in some little school out of conference to be an easy gimme game. Right. All the money we can make by just having these like AFC, NFC, like the pros, and you get some power games, you get some power exposure, you know, you get some fan bases that you haven't played against really, if not ever in a long time. People will just see that green and what the oh, to be part of that, what these networks are gonna pay, I think. The SEC was part of it because we also saw, you know, I liked it for so long. It was the SEC on CBS was really it. Yeah. And ESPN might get at like the lower SEC game, but the big SEC game was Saturday, 3.30, Vern Lundquist, Gary Danielson. They were doing it. Now there's like all these SEC network knockoffs. Yeah. And and you know the SEC network one and then two and then now a Longhorn network and an ACC network and a Big this Ten. network yeah. and a Big Ten network and I think all that now like just eyes are getting bigger and greedier and I think that's just what is wrecking college sports overall. Yeah, and it's it's hard to keep up with. You know what I mean? It's hard to, you know, it happened to college basketball. I know, like I, I mean, a little bit different, but what I meant by that is. Like, it's hard to keep up with college basketball for me, you know, like, you know, especially getting older and busier, right? Like, it's just hard to keep up with it. I hope that doesn't happen with college football. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it's a little different, but, you know, folks no. do stay longer, but I just, I hope it doesn't no, get like that. No, it's the same where, to me, it's like, um, and there's, and I did do this for a reason why, I mean, not just because those two rivalry games played this past Saturday, but I feel like, in all honesty, Auburn and Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan are the last two links yeah. to like what we know of college yep. football. And if you get rid of those rivalries for whatever reason, I think it's just the worst. And I don't know, it's a different thing now because that's what's happening in college basketball and that's what's happening in college football now, which is you can have two big schools play like we saw, I remember the beginning of the year, LSU and Florida State, and it's like us oh, two highly ranked teams, but there's no juice there. Right. It's like LSU, Florida State. I'm not like, oh, that's a big rivalry game, and their, their conference. It was like okay, and to me, and it's what I tell people: like the NFL still has division rivalries, but like I fear college sports and college basketball to me is there, and then eventually college football will be like. Patriots Colts, right? When Brady and Manning were there, it's a rivalry because Brady and Manning were there and they were tops, but that's not a natural like rivalry. Right. Not like, oh, the Pats and like now, like those guys are gone. No one, if a Pats Colts game happened, no one gives a damn. It's right. like, oh, okay. So it's like, that's where you'll have to be where if like, oh, something happened with LSU and Florida State, I just use them as an example. Like, uh, there was like a bad fight or something in the media and like, oh, these coaches don't, don't get along. It's like you're kind of banking on that. But then once that one coach leaves or a couple players leaves, it's like we're back to not caring about that game. Right. And I think that's what these this game and the Ohio State-Michigan 
are the last two like links to like that's still the college football that you and I knew, our parents' generation knew, grandparents' generation. We they all knew those games. Yeah, no, that's a great point, man. And and I think also like just thinking about like even the bowl games. You know what I'm saying? Like and 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 like you know like the Rose Bowl for example. And you yeah. know I, I go to that because that's you know, a division that I, or a conference that I love, which is like the big 10 and pac 12, you know what I mean? Like now they're, you know, USC is going to be in the big 10 or whatever it is. And and it's just like, man, like that's, that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not the same. And, you know, I, I just think obviously they're, they're, it's going to shift to a playoff format eventually. And it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be just NFL pretty much a playoff format, you know, and, it's just, it's not the same, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just, you know, I remember when Northwestern made the Rose Bowl and it's just like, you're not going to, it, it was just still fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're not going to get that anymore because now it's just going to, these teams are not beating these top teams and it's just not going to be as fun. You're not going to get those crazy, like Boise State, Oklahoma kind of like game like that. Like, it's just, just we're not going to see that anymore. And that's, that's a shame because that's, again, that's the difference between college football and pro football, where it's just like, you're going to see these rivals. You're going to see these, you know, now it's like, like what, like USC playing whoever, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's just going to be different, but these two games are, are games that I, I'm definitely holding on to for sure. I did this Saturday. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. But so that's why this game means a lot. 10 years ago, now, always, but um, you're looking at it, I feel, going into the end of the third, what I, I just remember is a guy who's still playing, Amari Cooper. Yeah. But dropping that would-be go-ahead score. And it's those plays that you – that's why it's good to kind of go back and look at yep. because it's like Alabama really should have they, – they really shot themselves in the yeah, foot here throughout, all around, like in like – Man, just Auburn shouldn't have been in this game. And that's just what you just sometimes need a little bit of luck on your side. And I feel 2013 Auburn had some luck on their side in big games. Oh, yeah. But again, that's what makes these games great, where it's like the lower level, lower ranked school can just really step up and and play their hearts out. Right. And when you play hard like that, man, you force mistakes. And I'm not saying Auburn force these guys to miss field goals and force drop passes because there was a lot of drop passes, but for Alabama anyway, but it's just the, the nature of this game and the pressure of this game. They can be, you can be the best player ever and you can fold under this pressure, man, or you can be a walk on whoever and then make a big play and, and your name is remembered forever as like this game will be. So yeah. I, I know exactly what pass you're talking about. And he had a big catch earlier. I thought it was going to be like a 100-yard touchdown and you know in this game. But pressure bust pipes, man. Yeah. So I'm that's pretty much wrapping up the third. So I'm ready to put on the fourth. and uh, Yeah, let's do and, that, man. And finish up this 2013 Iron Bowl if we can complete this rewatch. Absolutely. Oh, let me get this volume a little lower. Yeah, so we're going to start right here. They're just giving a highlight at the end of the third quarter. So I'm hyping it up. I'm not putting it on. (laughs) 
but it'll be it's tied going into the 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 third. I mean to the fourth. Twenty one all. Do it. Even even at like CBS music, it's 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 amazing, man. I love it. Yeah, no, I miss Vern Lundquist. Not the same. No, absolutely not. Look at that second quarter, man. Like we talked about, Alabama just they were down seven nothing and came roaring back. You got Gary Danielson breaking it down. Yeah, which he's a great color analyst. That's a touchdown right there, man. He didn't even look that way. Yeah, this is the the era of um, Alabama's doing this, and they their quarterback play right is really not up to par. You know that first national title with Greg McElroy. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and then we have AJ McCarron. This, it's you know that's what's also impressive about Alabama in these early years. You mentioned all the stud receivers they had. I didn't understand that because I'm like they don't throw the ball, right? They they don't have a good quarterback. So like, why are you wanting to be a receiver to go there? But Julio Jones was there, Amari was there, and like it was like okay, but like it took a little bit. And and you know I think Nick Saban begrudging. He he you know he's a prideful guy, but. He needed to adapt, even during this dynasty. You know, he had to bring in stubborn Lane Kiffin, like, and put some other offensive coaches to kind of really help get the offense to be more inventive and be more progressive, or they were going to get caught up in this SEC, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and then they had a great run on quarterbacks, too. Like, but that was the one position where, like, at the next level, it, they they were lacking, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, they won a lot of games because they won a lot of games because every other position they were much better than a lot of people. And again, you look at this game where, you know, McCarron has a couple wide open receivers and he's just flat out missed them, you know. And and you know he had a couple bad throws earlier in the game to some wide open receivers, but right there he's got them. I mean, it would have been a tough throw, but you got to hit that man. You got to hit that earlier. Here's your boy. Oh, for one, Cade Foster, but and just even looking, like this, I, I was just going to say this Jeremy, is 28 yards, right? Like, look at his like approach to the kick. So here he nails this, but there was a flag on the play, so he's got to kick it again. I think his this. I think this flag is on Alabama. But even the way he approaches mm-hmm. the kick, it's like. He looks bow legged or something. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, but I know, you know, what ha- I, I feel like with the hash marks, it's it's a odd for kicker. I yeah. always feel like some ways, like it's hard to kick in Kyle's. In the pros. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So he's got to kick but it again. Like, he just nailed that twenty eight yarder. Now you back in the house. Thirty three. Yeah. Which is a very makeable kick. An extra point almost in the NFL. He just shanks that one, man. And that you said it there earlier that his mechanic, he just seen, look at him, it just dejected, but yeah. the mechanic, he just looked weird doing it. And it was like, I, I don't take away, kickers have a, a extremely tough job. And I know five yards can be a big difference, but it, we usually, 
say that when it goes from 40 to 45 or 45 to a 50 yarder, but like that still should be a chip shot, like in that position. Right. And, and he nailed the first one. So you would think that would give him a little bit of confidence, but again, man, now this crowd is going nuts, but again, laces out. We all know about that. And he just, he just pulled it, man. He yanked it. And and Burns just said it, yeah. Too much on his shoulders, and and he's he's definitely crumbling. Do you believe that uh, at this point is Nick Saban starting to question him? I absolutely. Now he's zero for two at this point. Right, right. And again, like this wasn't like a forty-eight yarder or something that you can understand. That's in college. That's a that's a long field goal, man. But yeah, at this point, man, I'm I'm probably already thinking like, let me just get. This other guy warmed up and whatever, but he's a freshman. You know what I mean? Like, so you're going to put a freshman in this spot where it's it's a tough tough place to kick, and you know it's just a lot of pressure, man. And that's oh, that's yeah. even harder. Oh, trust me, when when we get to that play, well, we gotta we might have to even pause and break it because there's just so much to break down when we get there. Like a lot of questions for uh, yeah for Coach Saban and the and the and the coaching staff at Alabama. But look at this cage just it's like hitch and yeah. just trying to go for it there. Yeah, he wants no parts of that field. And I do not blame him. <laughs> but when they're talking to him like that, that's that's a problem. Right. That makes it worse. You know what I mean? Like I think I would just let him sit. Go ahead and sit, man. Collect your thoughts. Because we're gonna need you again. You know what I mean? Like Look at that. Wide receivers broke out of the huddle before the huddle. So you know it's a run. That's a nice play, though. And they were working that, that counter play a lot during the first half. And Nick Saban was talking about it at halftime when they were, Tracy Wolfson was interviewing him. And, you know, he was like, they're killing us with this counter play and we just can't stop it. He's like, we got to make that adjustment. And, you know, fourth quarter. Auburn goes right to right back to that play. Look at the rushing yards, man. They almost almost at three hundred. And again, you talked about it earlier, Jeremy. Like against Alabama, that that doesn't happen. No, it took that duel like that. You know, with uh, Trey Mason, and then you also have um, Nick Marshall. Like in that, and that running back duo is kind of what kind of had to happen. Yeah, wasn't Nick Marshall like a DB or something like that in Georgia? Something, I think he something. Yeah, he went to Georgia as a DB. I think transferred and and became a quarterback. And he had a great season. He had a great game. He, he was not. Yeah, he was not a uh, a very good. Uh, I, I don't know. They think he was that good of a quarterback, but he he won. Yeah, he wasn't. You know. He wasn't throwing for forty five hundred yards, but he can it's run. It's an odd yeah, team. Had... Yeah, it, it is odd, and that's what I always thought about this Auburn. That's what makes it impressive, but it's just weird. Like, right to be ranked fourth, like you know, like what's like I I know running the ball that that was their identity, but you know, like there's no, you know, there's no Nick Far- Fairley or whatever like on, on this team, like or you know, like a Cam Newton or somebody like there's no like high-profile, like, blue-chip, like, you know, 
top 10 pick in the NFL the next season. Like, they're just a bunch of guys that play hard, I guess. I don't know. And they're, I mean, they're coming off a year. It, it It's weird because it's like, looking at this team to an extent, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not trying to knock them. They're closer to a winless team in the SEC than a top team in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm Ta- not like, I'm not like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, how did this team not win the year before? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm not surprised. Yeah, because if you even think about it, like, like, I, I, there wasn't too many guys on this Auburn team in the next level that had, like, good careers even. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that I can, that I'm thinking about, they were just a solid group. You know what I mean? Like, Compared to obviously like this Alabama team, well, we got NFL players throughout, up and down that roster. That crowd, man. That's the best. I, I love the shots, man. Because you get like the students and then maybe their parents, like, and everybody's nervous. You can see that all pins crowd. and needles. Yeah. Yeah, that they're nervous. They they know. But at this point. I think they already had a good game. Like, they just kept it close. You know, if they would have lost, I would have been like, all right, it's Alabama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect Auburn to win this or even keep it close. People got to understand, like, how good and what this Alabama team was doing this year, man. Like, they were dominant. We talked about it earlier, man. They they were beating guys by, like, beating teams by, like, 40-plus points, man. Undefeated season. Like, it was just they were a juggernaut. It, it was just unbelievable. And it was uh, a dynasty that was just, it, it went from how, how long can this really go to then like, yeah, I don't, I don't expect Alabama to ever lose. Right. Right. And this is, right. this is like right in the middle of the start of this, where it's like, I don't expect them to lose. Like, I feel like once they got that third title the year before beating Notre Dame, it was like, from Crushing then on, it was Notre like, Dame. Crushing yeah. Notre Dame. that was ugly. Like, nope. No, they shouldn't have been there. Right. That was that was a mistake, man. Man, Titeo, you know. Yeah. We're riding that horse. <laughs> but special teams, man. Auburn winning the special teams battle, which is a phase of the game that you know in big games like this always comes out and in in this important factor of the game. That's the Nick Marshall run right here, man. It's gone. That dual threat. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that second quarter we were talking about. This was a nice throw right here. Yeah. TJ yelled, and I thought he was going to have a much better career in the NFL. I think he was hurt a lot. Bama backs. Yeah. Trent Richardson, Ingram. Ingram was okay. Eddie Lacy. Cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah, Kenyon Drake was on this team, and he had a nice, nice little run there. Obviously, Derrick Henry was pretty, is pretty good. Mm. But yeah, just think, I mean, they're coming off of a Heisman Trophy winning running back. You know what I mean? Like the previous couple years, and in Ingram, and then you got a running back room like that is it's incredible, man. They, they didn't need to throw the football. I mean, and that's kind of what you see. Like, you kind of knew 
but it was definitely the one game plan make in the early these early dynasty was make that quarterback make him throw and it was like easier said than done it was like yeah yeah last two drives for alabama started at the one yard line there it is Damn. Unbelievable. 100 yards. What, 99 yards? The longest play, 99, longest play in Alabama history, still to this day. Just like that. Right here, I'm like, this is over. You know what I mean? Like, they just, look at that. I love that. They just yanked the momentum, right? A great punt, you know, down right at the one-yard line. You got them pinned. You're hoping for a good field position, dare me. And then one pass. Gone. Unbelievable. But it's like, you know, I look back at these draws and I'm like, Nick Saban, you could have done that so much more. Right. You know, like they, they were just very vanilla offensively. It, you know what it reminded me of? They, they won more. It was like the 90s Buccaneer, early 2000s with Tony Dungy. Yeah. And like defensively, they're loaded. And they're doing all these different, unique, exotic things, and they're running a Tampa two. And then on the offensive side, they're just all start up the gut. Yeah, and don't turn it over. Blah blah blah. And it's like if you do that on defense, bring someone in and do that on offense. Like you're not like come on now, but it was just like that's what I felt with them. They're doing all these different NFL style defenses at Alabama. You know, Saban's got them coached up. He's coaching the DBs, getting them ready for that next level. And on the offense, it's just vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, don't turn it over. Mm-hmm. With with all that talent, too. Like, you know, yeah. like you got O.J. Howard at tight end, right? Like a freshman tight end. He, we all thought he was going to be this this wonderful player. You know, but he's playing. He had a nice game. And, you know, you got just got a quarterback who struggles, man. You know what I mean? Like, with, like, all, these, all this talent at wide receiver. Like, all you got to do is do that. Right, they just throw it up, it, and these guys are going to get it. It really changed with Tua. Yeah, yeah. You know, even with Jalen Hurts, it was still that was a problem. I felt like it was kind of vanilla, and then yeah, yeah he wasn't that there. Yet. Championship get yeah, Jalen Hurts really gets it in Oklahoma, right? With Lincoln Riley, right? Once he transfers, but uh, from that championship game on, I feel like it it was the all right. Now you get the quarterback play. And we're spreading this. We're adapting our offense, but it, it was a good run. And credit to them, great national titles. But I, I, I just never understood it because I'm like, you're having these best receivers, yeah. And I never understood how why they kept going there. Right, I, I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah, ninety nine yard pass, man. Like that's got to be such a backbreaker. Like it's like boom, like you got all this momentum from a great punt, and they just. Gone. Longest pass for, like you said, Alabama history. So now, what's Auburn going to do, right? And that's cr- the key. Yes. This crowd is shell shocked, man. You know. And and like you said, like the, I think that's the kind of play that really would kind of wrap games up because it's like, man, everything you you pin them to the one yard line. And you give up a 99-yard touchdown strike or first play, like that's the kind of thing that could really just take it out of you. Um, and and a team that also, in you know three that that title was three years ago. So a lot of these 
kids who are playing now, if they were there, they might have been freshmen. They weren't out there. It was a lot of like they're yep. they're they know losing football. Yeah. Right. And then it's like you get to a point in games against teams who are much better than you that all right, like we stuck around, but here they here even you have to think that, like here they come. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 over. And I, I give I give Auburn tons of credit for not folding like that. Look at that. So in the six SEC losses from 08 to 13, they lost a turnover battle, Alabama did. They were outrushed in yards and attempts, and they were outscored in the fourth quarter. All these things check off for what helped Auburn get the win in this game. Yep. Which is funny because, you know, it's it's a team that, Pride itself on how they played in the fourth quarter, but uh, that's how you were going to beat them without scoring them in that fourth quarter. Yeah, student body's nervous, man. They know this is big third down. I mean, they're all big, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think Alabama knows too. Like, they're starting to bring some pressure. They knew that they had to get that ball out of there quickly. That was a smart – defensively, I think that's smart, like against a quarterback like that. But the only thing is, if you break down in your lanes or something like that with a Nick Marshall back there, he's got the ability to take off on you. And if you blitz and you're playing man, he's going to be gone. That's going to be a big play. Like a half a yard short. I mean, when you look at it, though, we and we're gonna relook. Is he the greatest coach in college sports, Nick Saban? I mean, this is an amazing run, you know. Like I know, folks, you know, Alabama fans are gonna hit us with Bear Bryant, and and I get that, rightfully so. Like, I mean, even think about these great Alabama coaches, right? Even like Gene Stallings won a championship in Alabama in the '90s, and he's nowhere near Nick Saban and. Bear Bryant, but that's a good conversation. Like, you know, Bear Bryant or Nick Saban. I, I would go with Nick Saban. I think it's much harder to do what he did, you know, at this stage of college football. Um well, uh, I, mean, I look at it, I, I look about like in basketball, he's up with John Wooden, right? Coach K, uh Gina Oriema, Pat Summit, like the like Nick Saban's on like that level, like it's he could be the greatest college coach of uh in any sport. Right, because I mean he won like you said, he won a championship at LSU as well. So it wasn't just because of Alabama. You know what I mean? Like stopped him. Fourth and one. Unbelievable this man. Yeah, and I remember watching this and I was like, Yep, that's a ball game. It's a good game, Auburn. Good try. <laughs> and you're right. That was the feeling a lot of time, like, getting into this. It was kind of like, yeah, that's it. That's that's really it. You like, were waiting for that moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just, just like that it was, knockout blow. Right. And I, I just I remember watching. I was like, that 99-yard pass, that was it. If they can come back and score, then yeah. But them going for it like this, and, and they had that all covered, man. He wasn't going anywhere.
CJ Mosley. Still playing well in the NFL. Yeah, but say he's still he's still a man's man out there. Yeah, they're stitching but his you jersey know what, out. That's crazy. Well, I was gonna add you brought it up earlier. Uh, of the big rivalries, this one is unique to me because I feel like Ohio State, Michigan, those are two standard bearers, and they're on that same level to me. You know what right. I mean? Like it's not like like historically overall how they're looked at. Uh, you, if you want to say USC Notre Dame, they kind of have that look. Definitely to me, Oklahoma Texas. Yes, they're like on the same level. I always have felt like. Auburn, not that it's not a top football, but it's not like the elites. Yeah, no. It's like I, uh, the next tier. Right, right. No, I, I agree there. I agree. It's like in that Florida range, like not to keep it at SEC, but no, I, I get I get what you're saying um, compared to like these other, these other like big games and stuff. Which is kind of why I'm surprised, though, that it the Iron Bowl has that lore nationwide, you know, because it's like. I do feel like Auburn is a, a not all the time, but like a, a step below Alabama. So you know, I mean, the first home game that Auburn had in this rivalry was '89. Bear Bryant made it like a law, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it, you got to come to us, right? And like Pat Dye was like, "We want you to come there." When he forgot the job, and Bear Bryant's like, "Well, we had the contract till '88." And he's like, well, in 89, and it's like, geez. I mean, they didn't play for 40 winning. years either. Like, like this they, they this robber was done for like 40 years. These two schools did not play, and it had to be like legislation, and, you know, they were going to stop funding for those both schools. Like, you know, so they forced them to, to restart this, this game, man. So, you know, it's, it's a, just bizarre. Right. They played for a long time, but there was a big break there. But it it is weird, like I mean, it's those good old Southern boys, right? Like those those when you got when you win, like he had probably so much power down there at that time, man. Like it, it don't get me started there. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's cool, but but no, I I and then like this like this game hasn't been like close. It's not like it's you know. I'm trying to remember, right? I think it was like 35 to 18 Alabama. Like, you know, that's not, it's not even, it's not even like, like it's back the overall. overall, yeah, overall record. Yeah. Like it's not, I mean, I might be off a couple wins there, but like, it's not even like back and forth. You know what I mean? Like they, I'm trying to remember under what coach it was. Um, and then like Alabama won like nine straight and then Auburn finally won, and then Auburn went on a run, and you know that's cool. But like, at least if it's like this big of a game, like it's more of like if Auburn wins, it's like a big deal. You know what I mean? Like if Alabama wins, it's just like all right, like it's they're supposed to win. So what's the what what makes this be on par with those other like Mount Rushmore rivalries? Why is this one? I I I just wanted to ask you because. I feel like that's what this – I mean, there's other differences, but the big one that people don't talk about is one of these schools is a heck of a football pro- – like, you know, if your son got a scotch at Auburn, it's not like, oh, it's like right. all, you're going crazy, like Auburn, but it's like 
if he had a scholarship to Alabama, you're like, Bama? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like there's a difference. <laughs> well, I can honestly say, if I if I have, like, a nephew or a son, and he got recruited to Ohio State or Michigan, both of them, I'm like, Ohio State, Michigan's recruiting? Like, I'm right. not, like, I'm not going down in tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, Bama out over, I'm going down in tone a little bit. I'm like, over? And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo. Yeah. There's not even a discussion, right? Like, at that point, it's right. just like, no, like, like, let's go to Bama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I agree. I don't I, I don't know if it's, like, the proximity, how close these schools are to each other. And that was, you know, because you have a lot of that in college, right? You got, like I mentioned earlier, like, Oregon, Oregon State. Like, you got all these, sta- like, state colleges and, and, and universities that play each other. But... Yeah, like this is like big time in for a program that's like I say once like once or twice every ten years, they're like up there in the top five when Auburn, you know what I mean? Like but with Alabama, they're there all the time, especially now, you know, so that's a good point, man. That's it's it's tough to kind of like put my finger on that. Cause I mean let's go to some SEC schools. Are they are they on the same level or above or below LSU? As far as like below. lore, call it, they're below. I'll say below. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, over not just the overall, but Tennessee. I would say slightly above. Okay. Only reason Georgia. for ten, only reason for Tennessee is because. Tennessee has been down and out for a while now. But that's, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the, the lore, Tennessee has been down, but, like, the lore of ten, like Tennessee to me is still, like, oh, Tennessee, like, I think that that jumps out, like, a little bit at times to me still. Like, they, because I am, like, big sack. But, like, Oof, when yeah. Tennessee stunk, I'm kind of like, Man, Tennessee's been stinking. That's weird. Right. When Auburn stinks, I don't really think about it. I'm not like, Auburn stinks. This is weird. Like, I'm kind of, I don't think about it. Like, I'll be honest for me. Is it, is, do you think that's the case? Because us growing up, like, for me, like, Tennessee was good for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I always felt like it was always Florida and Tennessee playing for, like, you know what I mean? Like, playing in big games. SEC championship. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it was, it was always those two schools. Um, but I just, it's been a long time, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I think, but like uh, last year when yeah. Tennessee beat Alabama, that was a huge deal. Like, yeah, yeah. To that Tennessee was back and like that orange, like that's a great scene. Oh, I know a couple yeah. people who went down there. Like, like, but I think they're on par, I guess, maybe. I mean, Arb, I don't want to knock Arb. I'm not here to knock it. It's just, I don't think I see that for the other ones like they're even like yeah usc notre dame is even like as far as the lore big time like that like it's huge oklahoma texas is like they're even yeah that's a big one man the red river that's that's a big one man yeah that's a great scene too Mm mm-hmm but this one there there's a step below like i'm glad i was i'm like there just is like i don't look at them as the same Oh no no I I don't either. Even when like Auburn like say the Cam Newton year like you knew like that was not going to be for, like sustainable. I, I thought mm-hmm. anyway like they had some yeah. talent, but 
you knew like it's just like all right, this is like a quick good run, you know. But I think there's a comp like all right, so even with rec- recruiting, right? Ohio State, Michigan, there's like a competition, and it's like, oh man, Michigan got this guy, or oh man, Ohio State got this dude. Right. But the other ones, there's a comp- U.S. Notre Dame competition, Oklahoma Tech. With I mean, look at their biggest recruit, Bo Jackson. It was like, oh, what like. You must not be good. You can't go to Bama. Like, you go to right. Auburn. Like, which wasn't true, but it was like, you see the cockiness that Alabama recruited when right. they went up against, like, Auburn. They're like, you're not going to do nothing. Right. Like, over there. Like, you know, we're to school and you might play senior year here. Like, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, a, that's a, that's a big sign, in my opinion. Right. And that's like their biggest, best player. And that was, what, 80, Two, right? I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. 82 to 84, 85. Like, that's a long time ago. And you could throw in Cam Newton that year. Like, all right. But even that came with a lot of controversy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we all know why he went to that school at this point. It's been well documented, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I was thinking that. Or I was thinking that when I was preparing for this show. I was like, man, like, like who are the best players from, like, these programs and I'm like man you got to go back for Auburn like you know other than Cam Newton like you got to go you got to go back and and it's just like I can for Alabama like this last five years I can probably come like 20 players like you know what I'm saying that Mm -hmm. that Auburn will probably kill to have you know and try to probably try to recruit you know but it's 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 definitely a difference between the two schools. It's it's definitely Absolutely. a tier. It's def- I know you mentioned like Georgia earlier. I think Georgia is in another tier, and I don't even mean for their recent success. I just mean like you know overall, Georgia's always been on the scene. I think Florida is also a tier above, um, like Auburn. I'm trying to think these. I think Tennessee is a good one, like you mentioned. Um, Ole I Miss, think, like um, Ole Miss, those type of schools. I think they're all I, even from there. Yeah. So we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Twenty eight twenty one, and it's about three and a half minutes left. Yeah. Damn, Bama's working it. So yeah, obviously we know what happens, in, you know, in this game. But even look at it now, and definitely how I felt ten years ago, it was like. This is Alabama, like this is theirs. Like you should lock this down. Yeah, this is it's the drive a, right here. You put them away. Three minutes left. It's a big third and two. Yeah, there's that stretch. Yeah, but there's a flag. But you see, like I feel like, to their credit, they wouldn't do that now, Alabama. But that's what it was, that imaginative third and two. We're going to run the ball. Yeah. But there's Bo on the sideline. Yeah. Is that Bo? Yeah, that's Bo. Yeah. Bo Jackson talking about Bo Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bo knows football. Yeah, I love that story he taught. He told 
I think it was like the uh, Roll Tide War Eagle documentary. Um, mm-hmm. He was saying when he was recruited by Bear Bryant and people were coming. I mean, I don't know how true this story is, but people were coming to his house talking about, is that the phone? Bear Bryant mm-hmm. called you on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Bo got them stories, though. Yeah, yeah, he does. Bo Bear Bryant called you on that phone. Yeah. <laughs> but All I right. was surprised, even in that documentary, when he, he was like the best athlete to come out of Auburn, I was like, he's going to name himself. He said Charles Barkley, which I don't even think he believes, but. Mm. But even that. I mean, Charles like, had the best career, like who had the best. Oh, I don't know. Like, Charles yeah. was, so yeah. that maybe that's why. Frank Thomas, you could say. Yeah, yep. But even those, all three of those guys, it's a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a good 30 for 30 short. Yeah, yeah, it is. I did enjoy that well, a lot. The, the three of them being there, Auburn at the same time. Which, it's nice, but in its own way, says something. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, remember when we had these three, like, a lot of these, like, you know, like, USC's not doing that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, remember when we had these guys? It's like, we expect to have these guys. We've had these guys often, like, in different, yeah. <laughs> different eras. Yeah, they're like, it's like, we had these guys here. Wow. Yeah, McIron got smacked there. Yeah. 241 here, and it's just seeing what goes on. So, field goal here, Jeremy, probably ends the game. You know what I mean? Like, but this Auburn offense, it's not a high-powered offense. You know, you got to run and, the ball. It looked like Nick Saban was ready to send them out. Like, he – so, he he didn't – I didn't see any hesitation. No. So, it seemed like at this point, you know, he's 0 for 2. He still believes in, in Cade Foster. A, but a 44-yard attempt here. Which is in, in college, look at that. I agree with the hash. Like, that's tough, man. That's a long field goal in college. And it's blocked. Uh-huh. So I think those two misses, you know, he's – that should have been a flag. It is a flag. Good. Those two misses definitely had him kind of like one of like 44-yard. You got to kick that. You got to – it's a lower trajectory, right? Like, you always hear about it when it comes to these longer field goals. 44 in college is a long field goal. But those but are they easily... didn't do a good job of getting him in the middle, like, of the field either. That's a good block, man. They, they got I in there. They did a good – if you're going to do it, I would I – would, I don't know. Lay hit. Right there, he's like – I'm done with this guy. <laughs> I mean, he was done. Yeah. I mean, I mean in fairness, you, that's not the guy kicker's fault, but a couple of guys could have blocked you, that. Do you agree? Do you agree with him though at that point? Like he has to bench him and put in the another kicker? I don't know, man. Like, you know, I at this point you just gotta ride him, man. I don't know. Like, you're gonna bring in a freshman kid, like who's in this atmosphere in this so to you 10 years later it's still it was a it was a bad decision i think so i think he was just over like overthinking it and showing how smart he was i think i i you got to go with the guy who got you there and he had a good year i know he was (laughs) he looked he looked like the worst kicker ever in this game but he looked really bad 
Oof. I wouldn't want to like I love a good I love a good Nick Saban rant. Saban can get funny with these rants. Yeah, he's definitely intense. Yeah. There's something about him and Belichick, like in their, oh, their friendship and how they coach, where it's just like they need to have like the best, like Belichick has Robert Kraft with spending and making it good. Saban had these big schools backing him because I mean it is just tough to be under these guys. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because Saban in this halftime they were interviewing him and um, you know, he was they they were asking him about you know, like he was just like about the game and what's going on. He's like, guys just got to do their job. And I was like, ah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've heard that. We've heard that. We got a minute 43 left in this game. And it's crazy that the game, it was, they, Auburn was down this deep into the fourth. Right. Yeah. They've been down since what, the second quarter? <laughs> yeah. And they did tie it in the third, but then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They had that big. That ninety-nine yard bomb. Yeah, Which, I get no real, credit, man. If Auburn doesn't win this game, that that play probably gets that's in more of a lure. Yeah, you know, uh, if they hold out and stop them, it's like that. Remember that McCarron to Cooper bomb? Yeah, now, I don't nobody talk about that. No, I I agree. It's, it's a nice run there, man. But this is the thing with this offense, man. Like, it's it's run oriented, man. Even when behind, man, you gotta like make Marshall and, and, and get it done. That's what's bad about what Bama's letting up here because they all they do is run, and then you're getting gassed here. Right, they gotta go no huddle to run the ball. <laughs> Insane. I mean, that, that's where this team was just like, what? This, this Auburn team. Like I said, I was still in the impression that was a hell of a game a couple weeks earlier against Georgia, but I'm like, how can you beat Bama? Because you barely beat Georgia. Georgia should have, like, won. Like, you won it, but Georgia should have won it. So, Yeah, and Georgia, they weren't, like, a top 10, top 15 team this year. I think they were, like, 24. top 25 yeah. going into that game. There it is. Now, some people say he was over that line scrimmage, but that was close. I thought he was. Yeah, that was close. It looked, I mean, at least it looked like it there. I mean, I, I love the. I don't know if they're going to show it again or not, but it, it looked like, yeah, he started scrambling. Yeah, it was a great play. I mean, tucked it as soon as the defender stepped up. It was awkward. Yeah. But that's the kind of plays that he he made. He wasn't dropping back thirty five times and, and no. throwing, throwing for four hundred yards. Like no, he couldn't if he wanted to. Right. They didn't even replay that. And that was just Sammy Coates, Nick Marshall, yeah, eleven for sixteen, <laughs> ninety seven yards, and that was like a forty yard play or thirty yard play. So. That tells you everything you need to know. Most of his yards just came on that play. Mm. So now the thing is with these games like this also, Jeremy, man, like in my opinion, when you're the better team, like 
Auburn's not feeling too much pressure at this point, I would say. You know, like I know it's a big game and I know it's the Iron Bowl, but all the pressure's on Alabama. They um, should win this game. Like I think it's a little bit different only because it's it's not it, it's a win and get in. So whoever wins is going to win the SEC West and gonna go to Atlanta the following week. So I feel like Auburn being this close and can taste the SEC like both teams now the pressure's on because like you're you're whoever wins is gonna go. It's not like a it's not like it um down to a funky BCS kind of waiting. Like it's like, hey, we we're punching our own ticket to the Georgia Dome next week. Dang, he was behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, that place is going that was, nuts. Yeah. We're in the last 30 seconds, and so much happens here. Yeah. Yeah. For 30 seconds of football, like, you're, you're, it's, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. Yeah, that was, I mean, I get why the defender stepped up. He looked like he was taking off. And you've been burned by the runoff. You've given up so much to be right. gashed. So, you know. He had like a whopping 60 yards throwing before that play. So, yeah, I would commit too. Yeah. Yeah, that was like on 11 completions. Is. He wasn't, and he wasn't throwing it down the field either. Mm-mm. So at this point, man, like you still feel like, man, Alabama's got a shot. 20, 20 seconds, seventeen seconds at this point. At this point, of how I felt back then, it was now it's just utter like confusion and utter like it's all up in the air. Like now, like that feeling of like Alabama should put them away. That that's gone. That that's touchdown. Gone. Now it's that's gone. It's yeah. just yeah. It's 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 zero zero again, pretty much. And I'm like, I don't know who's winning this game now because momentum right. is just totally on Auburn's side. Yeah, yeah. Especially at home, that that crowd was going nuts. Then now I'm like, man, the Georgia thing happened. But this was crazy too to me. Like, you know, they they, they get big yards on this draw. It looked like they were kind of going to like conceding for overtime. But you get almost 10 yards, and then you're like, all right, let me call a timeout, see if I can get another, like, big chunk play. But you've gone, like, let it go into overtime at this point? Yeah, as the better team, I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I would have, too, because yeah. you're, you're not close to field goal range, and you've missed three field goals. Right, and and it's not like you got – Peyton Manning back there, you know what I mean? Like that's that you have trust in him. If you did, you wouldn't have ran that draw right there. And Cade Foster, I wonder at that point does he know? He's walking around like he's warming up. He just looked like defeated, but I'm just like at that point, look at him. Just yeah, he's like, please don't give me another opportunity. <laughs> like, and I don't blame him, man. Like that that. Yeah, look at him, man. He's he's not warming up. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He knows he's done. You think so? You think he knew? Wow. His homie's not happy though. 
That's that's that is rough though. Yeah, you've been kicking all year, and you have the worst it's game in the biggest yeah. game. Yeah. And they gave up the these are final. I I don't know at this point. It's like uh, I would have played for overtime. Right, but again, they're. I mean, this is a big play right here, man. So this was also, I thought, was a little controversial. Um, as we see here, clock says zero, you know, and I'm thinking, all right, we're heading into overtime. It's mm-hmm. a nice little run there. But the explanation was also a little weird. That's a, This game's over. Like, well, not over, but it's going into overtime. Like, but I felt like he did get knocked out with one second. It was one second. The clock ran off, but I think he fought. Nick was convincing enough to fight for that. My point is, do you fight? Why fight for the one right, second, though? Right, Like, Like, it was a nice run, but even still where the position's at, you're still way out for a field goal. And I don't think AJ had the arm strength to get it to the end zone. No, from right I mean, here. obviously he chose to. Uh, he went with a freshman kicker, so I think AJ wasn't even a, a consideration. So he has added a little controversy to this game, but I mean, it made the game, I guess. Oh, definitely. We we wouldn't be talking about it ten years later, I don't think. It, so it's incredible, but just to see that, and just imagine if he goes to overtime, he fought for that. And I think fighting for one one second is one second. I I that's probably the least crazy thing he did in this last like right couple minutes here. But it's still just I, I would let it go to overtime. Yeah, and I think this is where I'm Nick Saban. I'm I'm smarter than everybody in this in this world. You know, came into play. I think he was just which he does have a bit of that. Yes, yes, he does. Um, and hey, look, you know how many national championships he's won. But I think moments like this it, it, that'll cost you, and it did. So you got Cade out there looking like he's ready to kick. That was a low kick, the one they blocked. It was easy. Mm-hmm. And this one, you have to kick these low, these really long ones. Right, right. So right here, I think he does. I don't even think he's like made the decision yet. I thought, like looking at it earlier, it looked like. Foster knew he wasn't going in there, but he's on the field right now. Which is bad also, though, because no one was getting ready. Who was getting ready? Right. So, you know, to, to be fair, that you need to let one of them know, you ever say who, so that they're both kicking and getting loose. Warm, you know, especially the if you're, if you're thinking about going with a backup kicker who hasn't kicked, have him getting ready. 
Right. This this should have been over. This second, it, it's it was like a second and a half. <laughs> like that's insane. It it does count though. Like you slow it. Like I mean, this is for one second, and you're like a little above midfield, but. But also, they what fought. what what does this say to you about even like the freshman kicker? Like, if you believed in him, you would have had him out there, like ready to go. Like you were saying, like, all right, you're our guy. I'm making a switch. I need you to make this kick. Like. For you to even debate it still to the very last minute, it's like you don't you're showing you don't even have confidence in that guy. I agree. I agree. And it seems like he just wasn't prepared for it. And it's surprising for Nick Saban, who is Mr. Prepared. Right. But I feel like he just wasn't ready. Like he had a backup kicker, but it was just like that was it. He's Number 99. Like, you know yeah. he's not doing shit here. 56-yarder. Here An all-time play right here. Good time out there, too. I felt like. Man, I can't imagine what he's feeling right now. Yeah, Cade Foster. Poor guy. Yeah, that looked awful. Yeah. Like his form, that first one. That one was the worst kick out of all of them. And this one was blocked, but still, man, like, that second one was. Look at that, man. 0 for 3. Yeah. That's tough. And this game, that right second one is the hard one. Yeah, yeah, the second one was the gimme. But imagine that, but, like in this type of game, walking around in school and stuff, like ah, like man, yeah, that's the difference, that's, right? Like in the NFL, like you can just go and like be away and not even go, like. But in college, you're like walking around in school, and you know people are mad as shit at you. Hmm. There goes that kick. It wasn't even close. Nope. Chris Davis fielded it. Yeah. Who led the he, – he averaged like 22 yards of punt return this year. And he's gone. You see how the camera's just shaking? Like, it's yeah. just unbelievable. So the thing is with these kickoffs, and I, I can't remember who it was I was talking about. And not this specific one, but just in general. Like – you got linemen out there, defensive linemen. It's not like you have like all these special teams guys out there when it comes to like a field goal, things like that. If the guy returns it, Gary Danielson says it. Yeah, there's not a lot of like I'm it's just saying, linemen. Right. It's just linemen, maybe a couple tight ends out there. You know what I mean? Like, and they're easily like there's a lot of room. You know what I mean? Like, and as you saw. Davis had a lot of room out there. It was only like maybe like two guys that came close to tackling him. Look at that. There you go. It is unbelievable. Like to, is, to is this the greatest play in college football history? That's man, that's a big statement right there. Um there's been a lot of great plays. I think it's on the short list. 
it is that for sure. So let's look at it. I can give you all right. So we have 1982, Cal Stanford. Yes. The play, the band on the field. We go two years later, 84, Boston College, Miami. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie, Hail Mary, right? I'm going to look at, we can maybe throw out uh, 94, 95, Colorado. We're going to do Cordell Stewart. I thought about that one too. Hail Mary, okay. You got Statue of Liberty play. That was a, the 07, that was a great, that was a great Boise one. State, Oklahoma. And I'm looking at this one. This is the most like, like this is the one that you don't think is going to happen. Like these, at least these other ones have an opportunity. Like this here, like this might have been the most unexpected. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You're. This is the last thing I would thought was going to happen. Just see, now. I, I think I think I would call this the greatest, but I think most unexpected has to go to what happened in '82 with Cal and Stanford and the band coming on the field and yeah. all that. Like that was like the wildest. But I, I think this is my vote for like just the greatest play, like everything on the line. What this game was to end the game, all the, walk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the drama that happened with it. Like, and Nick's like, "What are y'all doing?" <laughs> mm-hmm. This was lame, but whatever. I thought that was really lame. Yeah. All right, Darren. Well, that's it, man. This was it. Um, I'm gonna say for me, this game, outside of I will say number one, still 06 Rose Bowl. This is my number two. Yeah. Oh, this is up there. Yeah. Yeah. 06 Rose Bowl for me is is the best game I've ever seen. Um, it's my favorite game. But yeah, this this is definitely up there. This is top three for sure. I'm trying to this, this might be number two for me too, man. Like this just the craziness and that ending, that walk-off ending, man. Like it's we've never seen it before. We're probably never gonna see it again. You know what I mean? Like, and it's also now more teams are trying to do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in the pros, teams do this. So yeah, this this that that was a great play, man. Like that was just an amazing, amazing play. Again, like you mentioned earlier, that's one of those that you know where you were at, who you were with. Like, and there's there's not too many times that 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 happens. So this was a great one. Well, the uh, we had the call by the late great Rod Bramblett, the broadcaster for Auburn, and you got Vern's call. I know that's part of the, the fun, at least for me, when I look right. back at these games, especially this run, it was hearing the calls. Which call you like more? I'm a big Vern Lundquist fan, man. And I think my my fandom for my boy Vern, like, I think for me, I, I like that call better. Even though that Auburn telecast, the dude was going nuts. And there's more emotion there for him because that's his team. Like, that's what he's working for. But – I don't know. I think both calls were were great. I, I just Vern's my guy. Vern is my guy. Um, I think Vern was great, and I I think uh, honestly we'll probably we'll play him for the listeners to hear. Right. Yeah. So they kind of they make their call, but I gotta go. And obviously, with what happened with Rob Bramblatt tragically passing a few years ago, like makes it more special. But I just think the way he just nails it, like no, nah, he went nuts, man. Like you know. And rightfully oh, so. Oh, we're going to win the football game. 
Yeah. And, you know, it was cool that Stan White, his partner, he said, I watched a little clip on YouTube about them remembering this. And he said it was cool. The engineer in the room, his voice, because if you listen to it, I always thought he goes, oh, my God. And then he just gets quieter. But he still say, oh, my God. And I was like, I don't know. But he said the engineer, he was so loud. She didn't stop him. She just like turned his volume down because he was going too loud. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because yeah. it was like, yeah. you don't hear it. Like, oh my god! And then he just gets. But I'm like, I still can kind of hear him saying it. But she was like, she just that turned does me make down. sense. But, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I'm like, he was loud, and he just. But I'm like, I still hear him go, oh my god, oh my. I'm like, why is he getting softer? But she, she was like, yeah, I she, thought the crowd, like, the crowd noise was overtaking it. That's what I thought. Right. Right. But no, she, that she, makes sense. she, she didn't want to like, she wanted him to be natural, but then he was just too loud. So it was like, she was like, okay. Nah, that's, it's, I get it though, man. Like, I, I was hype and loud. I can't imagine like, oh, unbelievable. Calling the game and, and that's who you're working for. You go, you know what I mean? Like, you work for Auburn and, and that's, and against Alabama, even get any other school, it would have been a great play, but I, in the Iron Bowl against Alabama, and we've been talking about how great Alabama was and their undefeated season and how they were just mowing through teams and blowing them out. Like, all of that, it just makes this play that that, spe- that much special because, again, like, the magnitude of the win, number one. We've been talking about how Auburn, we felt like, shouldn't have been on the field. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. so much – emotion for Auburn fans went into this and again like how great Alabama was it's just when you beat those great teams it's just those wins always stick out a lot more absolutely man man Rob Bramlett they're not going to keep him off the field tonight I just think about that like it was just so cool and I I still to have a couple like imagine if you're a student at Auburn at this time or you're just a young kid, a young fan, even old fans, like that run. And you didn't win the national championship, but I feel like sometimes there's some seasons that can be more special than that year that you win a title. And for me, I, I don't I can't speak for an Auburn fan because I, I respect them, but I'm not one. Right. I look at that as that would be more of a season closer to my heart than the 2010 one with Cam. Yeah, I think that 2010 though they didn't win what they didn't win one in a long time. Like, so I think to win it all, it's it's obviously it's important, right? Like, but you know, to be and even that 2010 Iron Bowl was great too. But like, this was something something well, different, man. You're right. You didn't win it all in 2013. In 2010, you did, but it was. Um... You kind of were up there though. Cam Newton was a Heisman like right. Like at, towards Nick the end Fairley. of the, towards the end of the year, you were kind of almost expected to win it. Like at you the, know, at the beginning of the year, no. But towards the end of the year, you were like, all right, like this team is great. We got a shot to win it all. Like this. Team sometimes there's, I, I do have that feeling where like the old one Sixers was a more special run to me in a way than like the 08 Phillies who won it. Um. Like that one was more. I I think of that one first, like quicker, because right. it was unexpected. The drama. It was close games. It was like your heart was racing, but you didn't win the title. But it was still like what a run that you had. And I feel like see that's a debate always in my mind, and we've had a conversation too. It's like what's more 
Like, is it the team that wasn't supposed to be there? You know what I mean? Like, is that more of a special year? Or, like, if you know from day one, you got a shot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the year, like, the expectation is a lot higher. I, I, which one is more? Actually, actually, what's your question? Well, I was one just going to say, like, which one is, like, more rememberable? Like, like. Oh, okay. Because I don't know if you're going to say which one's more, like, impressive, like, outside, or, like, for me, memorable is always when you're not supposed the to The underdog, do. yeah. Yeah. I think impressive is from day one, knowing that you're supposed to be right. there. And continuing and getting to the end there, I agree. But like what we do remember is those teams, like the, I, you know, I'm going to keep it the Philly sports um, for right now. Like those 93 Phillies didn't win at all. That was like out of nowhere. We talked about worst to first. That was a worst to first type of season, you know, compared to that 08. People still talk about this 93 Phillies over this 08 team, I think, in my opinion. Like, and that blows my mind. But, you know, like the, that old one Sixers team is a really good example of that too. That was a remarkable run. But well, I think that's just what I'm looking at from Auburn. You had an awful. You coach fired. Right. You went winless in the conference. We talked about SCC football. I mean, conference plays important in all conferences, but the rivalries and it's like you went winless. All these teams beat you. Like, and right. then to go from, like, so to me, you went from, which I think it was, the worst year for the program in 60 years. 60 years. Like, and then the, like, the next year you have this, like, because I'll be real. But if I'm, like, 2012 Auburn, I'm like, it's going to be five years before we can compete. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be some long hauls, man, like. Y'all gonna sell your season tickets? Like, you know what I mean, it's like these are asking them questions. Yeah, I don't even think Auburn was like preseason ranked for oh, twenty thirteen. Like, I, I'm I'm looking now, and they're not. You know, oh, after a winless year in the right. conference, you ain't but, gonna get ranked. You guys, the number one class, you ain't gonna rank you. Like, we ain't sure. But to finish fourth, right? Like, that's that's an impressive jump. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm even. Man, they're they're not even like close. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and to finish fourth, like that's again, that's that's an impressive that's a that's an impressive season. And like, really they finished I, I forget what they were for that right, next week sec, against I think second. They were, I think it was like, second. Yeah, they they jumped to number two or something like that after that game. Yeah. So and and we talk we've been talking about the team, like they were 0 and twelve. Like, you know, like this team was not loaded with you know, again, comparative to Alabama, like, you know, with, with next level NFL players, they just did enough, you know, game in and game out. And they they could run the ball. They could play the defense. And that's going to win you a lot of games. But you would expect against a team like Alabama, against a team like Georgia at that time, you know, like that may have not been enough. And it was, you know, but it takes some incredible. We talked about luck. But I feel like teams create luck. You know what I mean? Like, and I think in this play, like they played well enough against the best team in the country, against the two-time defending champs, and they made one more play. You know, that one more play won on the game. Absolutely. So this was unbelievable. Um, I think it's the it's the play of the century in college football. I think you can make a case. Greatest play we've seen in college football. Uh, Chris Davis gave just uh, a game for a regular season game. There's been nothing yeah. like that for me, like for college football. 
that was just un, so unbelievable and so many emotions. So, you know, it's 10 years of the kick six game, but this is one I don't even have to second guess. You know, in 20-year anniversary, 30, 40th anniversary comes up, everyone will remember it. It's that iconic. So, it, you know, Chris Davis with that return, but just unbelievable, Jose. And I'll be honest, this when we looked at the year's, potential episodes this was maybe like yeah I know i'll this, say this was up top there for you. two yeah yeah I, I just love this game it was just one of my unreal moments just watching it so it was just fun no definitely fun man and it you know let us know what you think right is, is this the best play in college football history is this the best college football game in history you know what i mean there was so much to choose from but let us know definitely you can hit us up on on twitter at bigger game pod on instagram at bigger game pod you know, you can watch us on YouTube at Bigger Than a Game with Jeremy and Jose. Let us know. Reach out. Let us know what you think. Um, if there's a different play, a different game, we'll definitely take a look at it. And, and, you know, if that's something you want us to break down, we'll be more than happy to do that. But, yeah, this was a lot of fun, man. It was good to look back at this. And this wasn't deep history like we, you know, like we like to do. But this is recent history. And just because it's recent doesn't mean it's not important. So this is a great game. The president of the Ryan Day Club, Mr. Jose Ruiz. I am. I'm Darren Dove. Go Michigan. Thank uh, you guys for listening to Bigger Than a Game with Darren and Jose. Take care. Peace.